I think a lot of times our culture get caught up in like, oh, my first house has to be my dream house mm-hmm. versus if we were really taught at a younger age coming out of college or something like that, when our credit is the best, yeah. you know, and purchase just a house that we can rent out we, and we start building that up earlier, mm-hmm. the wealth gap wouldn't be so large. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast where we find really, really dope people that did really, really dope stuff. And uh, today is no different because you're a really, really dope person that do really, really dope stuff, right? I absolutely am. Okay, we're going to find out. (laughs) We're going to find out. Um, We met in Miami, Mm -hmm. right? And... um, uh, but I, I guess Marquel was telling me about you, like, yo, you need to have her on the podcast. You need to have her on the podcast. And the fact that he was like, yo, you said something like, yo, you can get my met or did Marquel right. tell you? I was uh-huh. like, I don't know. But it just kind of just happened the yeah. way it was supposed it to was happen. It was supposed to happen because actually, you know, when I was, you know, back then, little old me, I met you a couple years ago. Mm. You know, I was like, oh, hey, David. You're like, oh. I was yeah. not like, uh. <laughs> No, I wasn't. So I've always wanted to connect with you. So, you know, timing is everything, though. Mm, so I'm 100%. so happy that now, you know, back then I wasn't as impressive. You know, mm. I needed a little bit more under my belt to sit with Mr. David here. You built so, some social proof. Yeah, some social proof. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. So I'm really happy to be here. And yeah. shout out to Marquel. Thank you for uh, for plugging me in with David. I appreciate it. Sure. That's the homie. All right. So go ahead and introduce yes. yourself to the people who might not know. Absolutely. So I'm Denise Williams. Um, I'm the broker and owner of Williams & Co. International Realty. Um, I also would like to add that it is the largest Black woman-owned real estate brokerage here in Atlanta. Is that right? That is right. That is correct. Absolutely. That's amazing. Yes. So who? give me... Okay. 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 That's (laughs) really cool. Let's start there. Let's start there. So how did you get into real estate? Oh, I got into real estate back in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, I guess, background is really different from a lot of agents' um, experience. So when I started in, in real estate, I worked with KW, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of first-time agents go with that company because they have a, obviously a large Keller brand. Williams, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. They have such a large brand. Uh, but what's unique about my experience is that I actually worked for the company of Keller Williams. So I was an employee as well as a licensed agent. So in that role as an agent services coordinator, I was able to see how the company was run from the inside out. Mm. So it wasn't just your traditional get your license, go sell a house, you know. Mm. Uh, So I was really, really close with the team leader at the time. She loved me, took me under her wing. And what was so unique about it is that I was in an office of over 200 agents. Mm. And so I would see closings happening every day, obviously, with an office of that size. But what was interesting to me was that every single time a check came through, it was a different agent's name. But Keller Williams was on every single oh, one. for sure. Every single one. So that inspired me. I'm like, hmm, I'm on the wrong side of real estate. I don't want to be the agent whose name changes every time. Mm-hmm. I want to be the name that sticks. Yeah. I want to have the leverage because I've never met Gary Keller a day in my life. Right. But his name was on every check. Hold on. Gary Keller. Mm-hmm. Gary Keller. Did he write the book, One Thing? The yes, one th- The One Thing. He's yes, the and the million, Yes, and The Million Dollar Real Estate Agent. Yes. Call wow. it the Red Book in Real Estate. That's our uh, book of the month next month. Oh, it's, and like, it's we just said Gary Keller. I was like, hold on. Because I read it before, uh-huh. and then we're going to like read it again yeah. together as a group. That's, that's amazing. Him. Yes, Ooh. that's his book. It's going to rock your world. Uh, and I know you do a lot of things. It's going to make you feel like, oh, I've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, for sure. I've been doing 100%. it all wrong. So, wow. yeah. So, uh, once I realized that and was like, you know what? 
I got to be on that side, especially being a mother. I needed leverage. And I'm like, I don't want to just be running around showing houses. I My passion is actually to train yeah. and to, you know, develop other individuals because I'm such a people's person. Um, and for me, the broker seat was just a no brainer. Mm. I meet agents all the time who've been in the business 10, 20 years, never got their broker license. I don't know why. I'm not sure. You know, it's not for everybody, mm-hmm. but it's the perfect fit for me. Yeah, so, yeah, sure. best decision I've ever made. So what were you doing before you were doing real estate? So uh, when I graduated from college, worked in corporate America with a job that I absolutely hated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason I hated it was it was a title pond company. Uh, it's not so much uh-huh. that it was... You <laughs> savages. <laughs> y'all got yeah, me, too. Right. Y'all got me back. We got back. you. Oh, y'all got Get your title me. back. Look, did you get your title back? I got my title okay, back well, after good. thousands of dollars. Thousands I borrowed 500 Oh, see, and that was the thing. So I really hated the fact that I felt like I was hurting my community. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I wasn't helping my community because we were literally trained to tell them to pay the minimum balance. Mm -hmm. And as we both know, when you pay the minimum balance, you're only paying toward the interest. Mm -hmm. None of that is going toward principal. So I would have older people coming in there with their Social Security, you know, begging for extensions because we had a policy. It was like no grace period. So even if you're a day late, we charge you interest and late fees. So it was just a never ending cycle. I would look at some of these files and like people have been paying on it for 20 years. Like, no cap. And I'm Mm. like, you know, or, you know, because there's no grace period, if you skip your payments, you don't make payment arrangements, or we don't extend it, we'll come and repo your vehicle, no matter how long you've been paying on that loan. Even if you've paid above and beyond, double, triple, quadruple the amount you borrowed. Savage. So to me, you know, I had to get out of that because it just wasn't helping. It it hurt me, you know, to go to work. It wasn't just that, oh, I don't want to be in a nine to five. Emotionally, it was draining. Because I hated to see my customers come in. I wanted to be in an industry where I love to see them coming in and, and they were excited about what they're purchasing. Uh, so I had to definitely make a change. Because mm, they, they only pull them in certain communities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You will never see one in Alpharetta. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Predatory. Yes. So, so you yes. were working there for how long? Uh, how long were you there? Uh, about a year or so. And got oh, into, yeah. yeah, I got my real estate license and, and changed, made that shift. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what, how old were you when you were working there? Uh, right out of college. So it took me five years. I think I was about 23, 24-ish. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, what did you major in? a while ago. Finance. Okay. Yep, okay. yep. Coming out of college. I actually ended up going back to school. So it's funny. I got my real estate license in 2012. And I also went back to school uh, to obtain two MBA degrees. Mm. So I did that as well. So that was why I took the role with KW as an employee. Because like you're going through school, you know, that yeah. whole thing. And I loved real estate. I wanted to be attached to it. Um, so yeah, it got got my MBA degrees as well during that time period. So that's yeah. in um, international bu- business, hence the international in real for estate, sure, in sure. my real estate company. But also because Atlanta is such a melting pot, right? Mm-hmm. There's people moving here from all over the world. For sure. So I didn't want to just be one track minded and say, hey, I'm only going to sell domestically. Like, no, we don't have to, you know, think that small. I'm actually working with my first international client. So exciting. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah, thank congratulations. You. Thank you. So um, you get out of, uh, were you working with Title Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was getting I out. Yes, I hate you on Title Max. <laughs> Yo, so it should be illegal. The name drop, like, look, you know, they try to come. It, in it should be illegal, man. Yeah, I don't. Well, anyway, there anyway, needs to be more checks and balances. For sure, that, yeah, for sure, for sure. Really crazy. I guess it, it works for somebody that's responsible because they always say something like, um, "If you pay it within thirty days, mm-hmm. no interest or something yeah, like that." Right. But they know. They know. People if you ain't got it there, today, you're not gonna have it in thirty days. Yeah, and it was ridiculous. Like people would come in there for their birthday weekend. And pawn their title. Did you, like, it yo, wasn't always an emergency. Did you get a commission, like, off of each person? Yeah. 
So, so we got you're torn between, mm-hmm. girl, get out of here. <laughs> I know you want to say, girl, get out of here. Get out. Go. Just get out, please. Like, go. Oh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I really trust you with my like, real estate like, now. Like, get out. Because <laughs> you, you have a heart for yes. people. Yeah, absolutely. So you get out of that and you start working for Keller, mm-hmm. Keller Williams. How was that experience, though? It was great. I mean, it didn't, like I said, without it, I don't know if I would have become a broker so soon. Because mm-hmm. I actually became a broker at 27 years Did old. you like it? Or the whole time you were realizing, like, yo, I need, I can do this. Yeah, I liked it. It was both. It was really both. You know, I, I wasn't so cocky to where I didn't want to learn everything. You know, I really just soaked in all the knowledge that I possibly could. Mm. So it was a great, great learning ex- experience. And it's so funny that now I'm a broker and some of the agents whose phone calls I used to answer, I've done transactions with as wow. a broker and they're still an agent. Wow. So it's it's really crazy that now that, you know, times have changed and mm. flipped the script and things like that. It's so hilarious to see that, you know, or just I'm just happy that I was able to progress. For sure. For sure. Because um, obviously you're not going to really respect the receptionist, you mm. know, right, right, right. <laughs> back then. Especially so. when you're making like these $20,000, $30,000 yeah, closings. Yeah, I know it's yeah. like cocky, like yes, I got yeah. another one. So uh-huh. <laughs> so for those that don't know, because I got I went and got my license. So I kind of really? understand. Yeah, I went and got it in 2005, maybe. I did a couple transactions. Is it still too. active? No. You let it go? Yeah, let it go. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was going to say, I have great brokerage that you can come and, you know. I can join <laughs> I, Actually, I interviewed uh, Maya Sly. She's actually, uh, she works for KW, but she's like, okay. she's a serial entrepreneur. Like, she's. Does a whole lot of she's things. She's amazing. Yeah. And, um. She actually convinced me, like, yo, I'm going to go get my real estate license back. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's just another one of the things that I'm a part of. I'm right. going to read one thing first. Yeah, read that first. Before I get, <laughs> read that first. <laughs> Before I get all excited to start, start doing all yeah. this extra stuff. Yeah, you have too much going on. So how long were you selling? How, how long were you an agent before you became a broker? Four years. Four years. Mm-hmm. So pre- I actually became— as an agent? Yeah, so I actually became a broker when I moved to Florida. So like, now we're going to get more personal. Okay, okay, <laughs> I try go. to glaze over that piece. We won't. We won't. But you want to get into yeah. your whole situation, relationship, all that. Trust yes. me. So I actually um, was in a relationship mm-hmm. and he was uh, relocated to Florida mm-hmm. for his job. What part? Uh, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville, okay. So in that situation, I decided, you know, we were engaged. And so I was kind of stuck and torn, like, okay, you know, what we do for love. Women, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like, okay, you know, whatever you want, I'll make the sacrifice. He didn't want to be in Atlanta or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to Jacksonville with you. However, the trade-off is you have to support my real estate. Like, I have to be able to do it, like, full force, give it my all. Like, you know you know what I mean? No plan, no games, whatever. So we came up with a plan. He said that was going to work and, and everything. Got there, you know, sold real estate in Florida. Ended up getting my broker license while I was down there. Um, and then the relationship didn't work out. Um, mm. Fortunately, because now I got a boo thing. That's everything. Hey, okay, boo thing. Yes. I like that. But um, it, was, it was a blessing in disguise because, you know, I was able to still put my focus where I really, really wanted it to be. So after that whole situation didn't work out, relocated back to Atlanta, started working with a startup brokerage here. But were you selling houses in yeah. Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, were, you also, actually, were you an amazing agent? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like top tier or pretty I average? I was like or? pretty average. I wasn't like, you know, a mega agent or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, I did my little thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay. then came back to Atlanta 
joined up with a startup brokerage here um, as an associate broker since I already had my license. So it's associate broker. So it's basically like you still have the abilities of a broker, but you're really acting as number two mm-hmm. versus being the qualifying broker and have all the responsibility. Um, so I'm grateful for that opportunity because- well, let's, let's break that down too. Mm-hmm. Just for, for those who don't know- the difference between an agent and an a broker. agent broker, yeah. like responsibilities, Absolutely. what happens so financially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you're a real estate agent, you have to work under a broker's license in order to practice real estate. So you can't just get your license and go and go be a, become a broker. Um, so you know there are you know you have to be in, here in Georgia. You have to be an agent for three years prior to mm. sitting to become a broker. So you go back to school, you obtain your broker license, and then now you have the opportunity to get leverage. Mm-hmm. So with that, you hire agents to work under your license. So that's how you, you know, become a broker and don't have to necessarily sell real estate if you don't choose. If you build a firm large enough, mm-hmm. then obviously, you know, you won't have to work in the field as much. Gotcha. Uh, so you still have the option to sell as a real estate agent, but you also have the option to own your own business. Okay. So if you ever want to be in real estate and own your own business, then you have to get your broker license. Gotcha. But you can, you don't ever have to do that. You know, you can be an agent forever which a lot of people choose to go that route because of the responsibility. Yeah, so yes, the money, money sounds, yeah. right. The money sounds great because yes, you have agents working under you, but you also have to understand like the liability side of it. So literally every transaction that comes through the door is technically my transaction. But if something goes wrong with it, that's also my stuff to pick up. Mm. You know, so when you decide to level up or you're in leadership, you have to understand that yes, money comes with it, but responsibility is double that. Yeah. So um, although I love what I do, it's not for everybody. It's not. It's yeah. definitely not for everybody. And I think that that's why so many agents don't go that route. Uh, but for me, I, I wanted to wanted to go ahead and jump into gotcha, that. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So the transition of you're, you're an agent, you're selling houses, mm-hmm. and then you join with, you go get the your startup. broker's license. Mm-hmm. What's the process of getting the license? Going back to school. So once you go back to real estate school, you take another school exam, you take another state exam, and then you get your broker license. So similar to the agent process, you go to school, you take a state exam. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And Black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. A school exam and then a state exam and you get your license. 
Um, so it's pretty much similar. Uh, just you're going to learn at a different scale because now it's more on compliance and how to operate a business. You gotcha. know, um, it's, it's it's detailed. It's it's tough. So where do, how do how do brokers make money? So you make money one from your personal sales, so you still can sell real estate, right. um, and then you also make money from every transaction that your agents produce as well. How much is there a split? Yes, I so it's an agent split. So that's you know it varies from broker to broker, uh, but yes, you I get a percentage of every transaction that comes through Williams and Co. Uh, I think I was seventy thirty maybe. Yeah, so that would mean you got seventy percent. The brokerage got thirty percent of, of your check sale. So of, of that sale. Just for instance, if a house is let's say $200,000 mm-hmm. and your commission is 3%, that's mm-hmm. 6,000. Mm-hmm. The broker would get 30% in that particular yeah. scenario. The broker would get 30%, which is... Of that 6,000. 1,800. Yeah. And the agent gets the rest. Yes. But a brokerage, they pretty much have closings almost every day because you have, if you have a bunch of... Yeah, depending on the size of your broker and the activity of your agents. Mm-hmm. So it's really a volume game because, yeah. you know, when you go into the world of real estate and you're an independent contractor, and this is something that people really need to realize, like when you go into something as an agent, the broker is not your boss. Right. You know, some people, they're leaving corporate America. They still have the mindset that like, okay, my broker is my boss. Like they're going to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to give me leads. They're going to do this. And it's not that way. Mm-hmm. So people get into this industry and they get really, really shocked. So like the stat on our industry is like 85% of the first you know, when you're in your year one through three, you're either getting out of the business or you never sell anything. It's really that tough. So oh, there are, say that again. So about 85% of agents aren't successful in this business. 85%. Within that first, you know, three-year period. If you really talk to agents, a lot of them are still working full-time jobs and then they do real estate on the side. So that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't produce. You know, you're an entrepreneur. If you don't go full force with something- you're not going to see the results. And so think about this. Can you name, you know, 10 agents in Atlanta that stick out to you? No. Absolutely. So, but there are over 35,000 agents in Atlanta. Really? Yes. Yes. So if you think about that, Think about that massive number. My mom, shout out to my mom. She's, she's an agent. You know, okay, you know there's, everybody knows people that are right, agents, right. But, but they yeah, don't know people that are agents. You know sure. what I mean? From, from a perspective of like, you're standing out, you're killing it, you're doing this. So think about that stat now. It makes more sense That's because crazy. it's like, okay, yeah, really? Yeah, I only seen, you know, Denise and a few others really out here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Doing it. So it, it's so low barrier to entry that people get their license, but they don't actually work it like it's a business. Mm. So how many, 45,000 agents in Atlanta? 35. 35,000 mm-hmm. agents in Atlanta. How many brokerage firms? Ooh, I don't know how many, uh, correct me, actually it's not 35 in Atlanta, it's in Georgia. I'm sorry. Georgia, okay, in, thir- gotcha. in Georgia, in 35,000 in Georgia. Um, uh, brokerages, I'm not sure. You're not sure. I'm not sure how many brokerages, because there are some that are like really, really small, because some mm-hmm. brokerages, some agents get their broker license and they just manage themselves so that they don't have to pay a split to a company. You know what I mean? That's why I don't understand why so many agents never became brokers. Because I'm like, even if you don't want to have agents under you, at least position yourself to not have to pay a company. Because the only thing you're paying a company for at this point is paperwork? Yeah, pretty much. If you're experienced. Now, new people, you really do need that broker support. And even the people that are experienced, because I know for me, as far as what's different, like I even recruit, I recruit experienced agents that absolutely love my company. And the reason why is because we do things differently. So even if you are a top agent and you've sold a lot of houses, certain brokerages restrict you from investing in real estate. Mm. 
Mm. You know, certain brokerages don't care about you personally. I take a personal interest in my team. So what do you mean certain brokerages don't allow you to invest in real estate? What do you mean? So they'll have in their independent contractor agreement that that's restricted, that you can't own real estate property or that you can't wholesale or that you can't. So we can dictate what happens under our license. So think about this. If you're a mega broker and you know that you're making your commissions off that 30%, why would you train agents to invest in real estate? That's counterproductive. For sure. Because if your focus is on investing... I don't know what your LLC is out there doing. So it is a bit of liability, which that part I understand. So I have to, you know, I have policies in my company with regard to the liability side of things. But ultimately, it's taking money from their pocket if you're not out here selling traditional houses, getting a 3%. You know, I mean, you're getting a little bit too creative right. messing with my pocket. So <laughs> right. they don't want that. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, money, I feel like when you do right by people, the money is going to come. For sure. And so I try to be as open as possible to allow them to grow as individuals. I always teach my team, like, you're a business owner. I'm not your boss. I'm your broker. I'm here for compliance. I'm here for support. I'm here for training. But you are a business owner. And so when I say I take a personal interest into my team, it's like, okay, let me help you set up an LLC. Let's pay you the right way. Let's have the accountant come on and teach you tax strategies. Mm. You know, let's. I've even gone to... We've even had mental health and awareness days, you know what I mean? Where we're literally crying, you know, and having intimate time and really um, getting to know one another on a deeper level because you'll be with these large firms and there'll be 200, 300 agents in an office. You don't know who to talk to. And half of them don't know each other's name, if not more than that. You know, Mm. so here I really like to take an intimate boutique approach because I feel like one, my turnover rate isn't as high because it's an industry where agents are just not loyal in this space because it's like, oh, it was my broker fault or I didn't make any money this year. So, you know, I'm gonna jump here, jump there. But I really do have a really good turnover rate because they know and they feel me. They know the passion that I have for them specifically, you know, and also like just their real genuine growth. Uh, And you just, you just aren't going to find that. Wow. All right. So um, you connect with a an associate broker. Uh-huh. Explain that. So when I was working as an associate broker for a startup, um, basically I was his number two, uh, meaning that he was the qualifying broker. So all the responsibility is technically his if right. things, you know, go wrong. But it was my job to still help him grow the business. So I was essentially, you know, if you think about corporate America, you have your manager and your assistant manager. Right. It's essentially the same thing. So I would help him with recruiting. I would help him with training. I would help him with his back office, the accounting, all of those things right. to help him really run his business. Um, his primary focus was investing. So, you know, it was really my wheelhouse to be on the agency side of it because that's just what I really, really love. So in that experience, it really helped me to grow and develop those recruiting skills, to really know what questions to ask, to know how to actually build my brokerage from, you know, what kind of systems do I want to have in place? What kind of marketing do I want to have? So, you know, we had creative differences and I'm happy that I was able to branch off because now I have full control over how the how I want my company to look, the culture I want to have, you know, what offerings I want to give and all of that. But I will forever be grateful for, you know, that opportunity. So all right. Mm-hmm. So and then you you branch off and say, I'm gonna start my own brokerage. Yes. yes. Did you start it to be this person that's going to house all these other agents, or did you initially start it so that I can just Sell no, myself. Else, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I started it with like take over in mind, honey. Listen. Is that right? <laughs> 
if you're going to do something, you got to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, so that's why this is my one thing. You know, it's not my one thing technically, but it was the one thing I had to focus on for a while before, you know, branching off into other things that I do now. But yeah, I always wanted to have, you know, a really nice, I, my goal is not to be a KW. I don't want a bunch of offices and things like that. I'll probably have more than one. I've already been approved for my second. So that's a little drop for you. Thank you so much. Um, so I'll grow that way, but I don't intend to be super, super big. I love where I am right now mm-hmm. because I really want to keep that intimate feel. Um, as long as I can hire and leverage more people so that we don't feel disconnected, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But right now it's just like, I'm, I'm good where I am. I How many that. agents you got? We're almost 50. We're almost at 50. Almost 50 Yes, agents. I think we're like two away. Oh Maybe my after goodness. this podcast, oh, I'll be, you know what I mean? I'll be over. So if you're looking for a brokerage, you know, hit me up. That's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, who was the first person to say, you know what, these arrive with you? Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Actually, some of the agents from the old company hit me really? up and wanted to follow me. You know, I didn't solicit any of them, but the ones that, you know, knew me and wanted to be a part of what I had going on, they came. So even to take you back a step from that, I started a company with another agent. So Williams & Co. is actually my second brokerage. Mm. So my first brokerage failed miserably. um, How? Because the partnership didn't work out. So uh, after the associate broker, this is after that. Okay. Yeah. So that was really the push to leave that position because I really enjoyed where I was. I was approached by a mutual friend um, and said, you know, she said that this, you know, agent would love to partner and kind of develop a firm. So it was like I was going to be the broker. She was going to be like the top sales agent mm-hmm. and train the team. And I was going to be back office systems and things of that nature. Well, going into that, I was still doing everything. I was doing everything. And I'm like, why are we splitting 50-50 of profits and money and everything else and creative ideas? And I got to wait for your approval for this and that when I'm doing it all myself. So I uh, sent her a message and, you know, wanted to dissolve the partnership. Well, she didn't like that too much. I bet. So she ended up, (laughs) this is in my book too, by the way. Uh, She ended up stealing the money from our escrow account and running off with, with the cash in our account. Um, have no idea why. How much was in it? Uh, it was thousands in there. Um, it was still a new firm, so it wasn't like a super big, huge amount, mm. but it was enough for her to get a felony for it. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. You press charges? Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So, never steal, guys. Never steal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a real thing. Like, you know, we went to the police station, had to go to court, all of that, and was crazy. She didn't even show up to court. So, she had a warrant. Out for her arrest. It was a whole, it's a whole thing. Like, she ended up getting picked up and yeah, she went to jail. Is so, she out now though? She's out now. Um, I don't follow her. I don't know what she has going mm. on right now. I'm not even sure of like what additional repercussions she was, but she had to, you know, she was fine. She had to pay the money back and all that stuff. So yeah, it was oh, a lot. Oh my goodness. So, you know, I say that to say that even if you go after your dream and it doesn't work out the first time, try again. Because yeah. it w- it really hurt me. It, it made me feel like, okay, maybe I stepped too early. Maybe I wasn't ready. Maybe I should have, you know, I gave up something that I thought was great for this new thing and now. But I feel like it was God's way of showing me I can do it myself. Yeah. That I didn't need anyone. But associate doesn't work out. Yes. This new broker's partnership doesn't work out. Yeah. What gives you the fortitude to say, yeah, I'm going to do it again? Really? Yeah. Um, I've always been an ambitious person, but I like this one really knocked me down a little bit. So I had to really lean on my village. And that's why it's so important to have people around you that really, truly believe in you. 
that really truly want to see you succeed. Because it's it's nothing to like call a play right now and have the biggest party in Atlanta. You know right. what I mean? But you have to have genuine people that aren't just there to pull from you, but the ones that want to pour into you. So I had to really lean on people like my mother. She had been telling me so long, like, you can do this. You've been doing it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, you know, women or men are just different. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the momentum. We're going to get in there and we're going to make things go. So when I was in that associate broker role, I was making things go. I was making things happen. Yeah. You know, I was up early, late nights. It wasn't like he had to write out a script for me on what to do. Mm-hmm. Just I took it and I worked it as if it was my own. Wow. Um, and so doing that, it really prepared me for doing it on my own. So, you know, after I took that in and then after talking to a few friends and other agents about it, and, they, you know, they're like, look, I want to come with you. Like, yeah. Let's go. Like, you know, so. What is the benefit of coming with you? Like, what is the, are you selling them on a particular dream or idea? Um, It's not really a dream or idea. It's really just the leadership. And it's also the offerings that I have. You know, I do things differently. Like we kind of talked about even with our new upgrades, our new space, which I'm super excited about. Uh, One of the things that I'm going to do differently is having an in-house marketing studio in our new suite. You know, so always mm. providing and leveling up for my team and like giving them options. I'm also a travel agent. I book travel. We did we did a company cruise. You don't hear about real estate oh, companies wow. doing that. We've done cabin trips. We took a ski trip in lieu of a Christmas party. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of different things that I do differently. Lit. I'm lit. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> you know, and black people on skis is the funniest thing like you'll ever <laughs> see in your life. So, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, people know and they can feel genuineness. They know, like, Denise is going to look out. Denise is really here to help see me win. Um, and then just providing leads and different things like that. So my company is just different. Like, you know, so. I kind of want to start a brokerage firm. <laughs> like, for the, look, you know, it just what? seems like a good business idea. It is. And you don't have to be, uh, I mean, look, if you want to do an equity play, we could talk. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, I actually wow, made a post jumping. about that recently. Like, um, just, you know, because I'm ready to really grow, mm-hmm. you know, with regards to like the business side, because I want to hire a qualifying broker, you know, mm-hmm. to come in so that I can just own it and manage from a distance. And they're like, when I pop up in a meeting, it's like Gary Keller in the building. Right, you know what right, I mean? For sure. So um, that's where we're going and that's where we're headed. So I'm going to go get my license just so we can you see what's happening. need to get it. No, I'm going to read one thing first. See, I'm all <laughs> over the place. Golly. But it just seems so lit because you have it like is. almost 50 people. You get mm-hmm. to build a culture. You get to inspire them to yes. go work. And when they go work, yeah. They make more money, but yes. the brokerage firm makes more money, Absolutely. which means you can be a stronger company. That is all. You are yeah. black girl magic. Thank player. you. Thank you. Goodness you gracious. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of people come to follow you. Yeah. And um, at what point did you feel any pressure to take care of this tribe? Uh, I felt pressure. I think once I hit like 10 agents, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, it's really getting real. It's really getting real. So in my first space, it started out like a little box, like literally. I got it. I can't wait to do the then and now, then mm-hmm. and now challenge. Oh, sure. uh, I'm waiting for my new space to be done, but I'm going to show it's literally like a box. Um, so growing from that, I was like, okay, I'm growing. I know I'm going to have to get a larger space. So I tried to do it the cheap route and I got a membership at the gathering spot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, together is my shout out to you, Ryan. Running my whole brokerage. Running my whole brokerage. So, you know, I would just lease out the conference room. Which is a co-working space. Co-working guys, if you're space. Not, if you're not shout out, Black Owned. Um, so yeah, I would rent out the conference rooms and have my mm-hmm. team meetings out of there. So what really hit me that I was growing, you know, my my the conference rooms were getting too cluttered. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was one thing. But the other thing was the inconvenience of me having to be there for them to have guests. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was the only one with the membership. So I'm like, okay, had to overcome that hurdle. Then the last thing, the final straw was like, look, Denise, you got to spend some money to really, really kill sure. this thing. 
I was sitting down with a top producing agent and I really wanted her to join my team. Like, really, really bad. I was so excited. Came all dressed up. Look, trying to look. You want lunch? Like, you know, mm. pulling out the works. Had a great meeting. At the end of it, she was like, I love everything that you've told me. You know, I'm really excited about your company. Like, um, my last question is, so, so where's your office? <laughs> Where were you guys meeting and at? so I said, uh, Where were you we're meeting? sitting you were in, meeting we're in, in the, the gatherings. <laughs> We were in the gathering spot in the dining area mm-hmm. having our meeting and it hurt me. I was like, uh, I literally looked around. I literally looked left and right. I'll never forget that moment. And I was like, we're, we're, we're sitting in it. She's like, well, you know, I have a lot of clients and I want to be able to meet with them in an office and da, da, da. So, you know, I'll get back with you. Didn't decide. She decided not to come yeah. on board because we didn't have a space. And I was like, you know what? I have to legitimize my business. You know, I was nervous about jumping into another space because that's overhead, you yeah. know, and it's a new business. But once I did that, my business exploded. Mm. So sometimes you have to really, you, you know, they say build it and they will come, yeah. you know. So I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Just like I said at the, the start of this. So I got a place in Buckhead. So when I did that, it what was, was your, what was your lease? Um, what? The Did term? you lease it or buy the... No, building? I leased it. Lease it. Yep. So I got a lease in, um, in Buckhead. And, you know, as soon as you walk into the lobby, it looks like a museum. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm killing with this. Uh, How so, much was it? Uh, it's about $2,500. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't bad. I actually found it's it... for a starting business. For a starting I mean, business. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's not including like the escalations and things of that nature. So in commercial real estate, you, you got to watch out for those. But anyway, so got the space. And my business started to grow. Hired an assistant, you know, just step by step by step, just kept taking strides and growing it. Um, And so I was like, you know, if I'm going to come into this business and really try to kill it, I'm going to go for the best. I mean, there's no other place that's better, you know, more affluent that you can just say for an office space to be there. Even though it wasn't as large as I would have, you know, liked, it was a start and it got us out of that co-working situation so that we could have more opportunities to really train and grow with space and things of that nature. So Gotcha. Amazing. Yes, yes. And now from there, we're upgrading again to a, a space that's even, is twice the size, more than twice the size mm, of our current office. No, it's actually in the West End. Okay. Which we okay. know is booming. Oh, for sure. Did you buy so it or lease it? I'm leasing it again. So this is my last lease. Gotcha. And then after that, I'm buying. So I'm already kind of looking at my options. I'm kind of considering like making a container space office. That would be it. I really, Are you into really, the container space Yeah, space? I actually did a training on that today. I'm not into it yet. I'm learning. It, it's an area that I'm really learning, but I've partnered with a guy who's who's done it. Like literally, if you're interested, like we could talk about that. And after. it's a lot less expensive than it's less expensive. It's more efficient. You can move it. You know what I mean. So that's mm. kind of going to be my next move. So I want to have something land. modern. Find a lot. When I think of it, like if somebody that's deep in the real estate, I would think, yo, you buy the building. What are the drawbacks behind buying it? And why don't why why don't you think buy first being a broker in real estate? I mean, and then that well, that's the thing. Because it's well, one, let me tell you why too. I was considering buying the building, but coronavirus hit. Mm. So for me, it's like, okay, I don't know where this is going to go. If we continue to be in a virtual environment, I don't want to be stuck with the cost of a huge commercial space. So I was like, let me just lease again and see how this goes. Because what may happen is I can get something for really, really cheap in the next three to five years Mm. and really buy something that I want. You know, um, so it's going to be a commercial crash. I hear it all the time. You know, who knows? I feel like 
everything, like people make money in any industry. You know, I don't think, I think that certain sectors of the commercial real estate will take a huge hit like retail. Uh, but I feel like industrial and warehouse will boom. You know, because think about it. Where does the e-commerce products have to go? So if everybody's going to an online platform, then you have to have warehouse space to house this inventory because people aren't going to stop buying things. Mm. So, you know, my other MBA is in supply chain management. So the warehousing and supply chain, that's like another piece of my wheelhouse. I'm like Mm. really a nerd. But anyway, (laughs) so, you know, that that sector of commercial real estate is going to be crazy. So, you know, it just depends on what side you're on. Mm. That's mm-hmm. ill. Yo, and I do, you might need me for a training for your office too because okay. I do uh, human behavior science. Like, oh, that would be great. With, like, so the disc profile that you were doing. There, yes. Okay. How would you know? I was on your live. I'd be checking you out. Word? Yeah. Uh-oh, we let you. Uh-huh. I'm not to come to the office. You know what I'm saying? Show y'all Don't what's see. happening out yeah. here. All right, I'm so. A D, I'm an ID. I did, yeah. So um, do you feel overstimulated sometimes? Yeah. Doing the most? Solving your problems, working with people, solving oh, everybody yes. else's problems. Absolutely. Even like today with the whole makeup situation, yeah. I that definitely was a mistake because I have too much going on. So yeah. just so you know, insider, I was so like, I hate being late to anything. So I hit David. I'm like, oh my God, I might be like 10 minutes late. I'm trying to get my uh, makeup situation squared away. Booked it for next Wednesday instead of this Wednesday <laughs> <laughs> because I have so many things going on in my yeah. mind. I literally showed up. It was closed. I'm like, hey, you on the way? She's like, I don't have you on the schedule for today. I'm like, yes, you do. It says February 10th, 1.30. She's like, today's the third. Mm. <laughs> doing too much. Doing, doing too much. <laughs> doing too much. I got to go back to that one thing book. I'm going to have to read it with oh, you. 100%. I'm going to have to read it Which with leads you. me to, um, and I, I, I want to get back in the real estate. I got a bunch of real estate questions. Mm-hmm. But you just took on a role with Rap Snacks. Woo! Shout out to Rap Snacks. Shouts out to Rap yes, Snacks. So yes. how did that come about? So I actually... Um, it was like over a year in the making. When I re- originally reached, so I have no connections to anyone at Rap Snacks. It's not like I have a cousin there, a friend there, nothing. It's just a brand that I saw years ago. And I was just like, this is dope. Like this concept is really, really dope. It just resonated with me. Yeah. Uh, so when I would see the, you know, the rappers and, you know, moguls on these chip bags, I was like, I'm up and coming. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe I can shoot my shot. Mm-hmm. So I sent them a message with the intent to get on a chip bag. That was like, <laughs> I was like, maybe they can do like a limited edition right, chip, right. you know, with entrepreneurs. I felt I like that would that be dope. I on Clubhouse to James and You Pete. did? I'm trying to come for my idea. I came up with it first. No, I, first of all, <laughs> I was, we're going to talk about that. This is about you, okay? This is about you, go So ahead. yeah, so this was before Pinky got her bag. Mm-hmm. So when I saw her bag, I was so hurt. I was like, oh. I loved it because she my sore. I love Pinky. Um, but I was like, dang, okay, so they are open to the idea of entrepreneurs. So hit them again. Boom, no response. Um, continue to watch them, continue to engage with them and just saw them continuing to like push forward and really, really grow. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come at this a different way. So what I did was I reached out and what's so beautiful about the the environment that we're in right now, you know, you can send a message and talk direct, you know, to the people in charge. So I reached out to James and I was just like, you know, I have a real estate brokerage. I gave him the whole pitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to bullet point every Mm -hmm. little thing, you know, that I can. And, you know, I was like, with my company, we have a philanthropic arm. So we like to give back two foundations at closing. So my company does, you know, my agents have the option to give back a percentage of their closing mm. um, to a foundation at closing. Uh, so, How do you get a part of that list of uh, foundations? It's really this list kind of that I picked. 
So they have the option to do their own, but then we also have our preferred, essentially preferred foundations. So I'd be on the list. I'm a nonprofit, the Entrepreneurship Foundation, and I fund it myself where I take the money and fund kids' businesses. That's dope. Let's talk about that. Oh, that's dope. So I'll take a kid. I, it might be a thousand dollars and and uh, shouts out. We've we've done it a couple times mm-hmm. um, where I bought their first run of products and I kind of teach them the game, things yeah. of that nature. If I give a thousand dollars, I teach them to go get the money and pay me back. Oh. And not that I'm I need the money, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to teach them like if some it's not like interest or nothing. But yeah. if somebody gives you money, you, you pay them back first. You manage yeah. the money right, and then you keep growing. Oh, that's so great. and it's so dope because I just feel like I'm a part of the journey. Yeah, and then we take that same thousand dollars and we give it to another kid. Yeah, and we go through that process again. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Oh, that's really dope. But I funded myself, so it's not like a... I haven't, like, asked anybody for money. Okay. So... But anyway, go ahead. Well, we can I'm definitely sorry. talk about that, what that looks like. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so I reached out and I was like, you know, I would love to partner with the foundation. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, come at it. So you're if you're going to wiggle your way into a bag. If you're going <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, because I had to readdress what I was going into it as. I was going into it asking for something. But when you're going at something that big, you have to come with a heart to give. And that's my natural inclination. But I just thought that that would be a dope spinoff yeah. of what they were already doing. But I'm like, no, let me go with the giving aspect. Like, mm-hmm. let me give them something. And then maybe. And that was the door that became open. So, you know, one person to the next person to, you know, Wise, shout out to Wise and James um, and Master P for the opportunity. Um, ended up speaking to Wise, had a few meetings, boom, boom, boom. We talked. He's like, you need to fly out here. You know what I mean? So we met first, uh, face-to-face, really kind of ironed out our, our ideas. He pitched the Buyer Blocks uh, incubator that he has what is going that? on. So basically, it's an entrepreneurship incubator under the foundation. Um, I'm a part of the real estate arm of that. So the goal is to teach young people about real estate. So mm. essentially, when you buy real estate as your primary residence, it's only really an investment if you buy it early. Mm. You know, if you're 50 and you purchase your first home on a 30-year mortgage, 
you're 60 in 10 years. You're 70 yeah. in 20 years. You're not going to want to be, you know, playing with your equity. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're going to, that's going to be the last house you ever buy. You know, yeah. you're not able to really leverage it as a tool. It's more of just, you know, a payment at that right. point. So we're trying to bring that age gap down, you know, lower so that people can actually buy a first home, then a second home, and maybe even a third home and really take advantage of the equity in the properties, you know, versus just buying it because, oh, now I, I want to buy a house. Right, like, right, let's right. use it because other communities use real estate. Like, I think a lot of times our culture get caught up in like, oh, my first house has to be my dream house mm-hmm. versus if we were really taught at a younger age coming out of college or something like that when our credit is the best, yeah. you know, and purchase just a house that we can rent out and we start building that up earlier, Mm -hmm. the wealth gap wouldn't be so large. And obviously we had redlining and things like that that hurt us. But now that we're more educated, like let's give back so that these, uh, the next generation can start to use that strategy. So Explain redlining real quick. So basically redlining was when the government blocked out our ability to purchase real estate, you know, because of the color of your skin. So banks wouldn't lend to us. And then just because of the area. Just because of different areas. Exactly. Now it's against the law, you know, to do that. So thank goodness that that's no longer the case, even though there are still hurdles that we have to overcome. But with the incubator specifically, it's a two-part uh, process with the real estate. So one side is teaching people how to purchase their first property. And then the second part is teaching them how to own their first investment property. So mm. uh, really kind of basic level, you know, nothing too crazy, but just really introducing these ideas to the public. So we're going to roll it out to um, colleges and then also the public. So check out, check that out in March. We'll have that, you know, have that going Amazing. out. So you you connect with them. You, you talk to James. Yes. He likes the idea of mm-hmm. you partnering with the foundation. Yes. Then you get connected with WISE, I suppose. Yes. Uh-huh. And then how does it come? What's your title with Raps Next? The Chief Information Officer. The Chief so, Information mm-hmm. Officer. What do you do? So as the Chief Information Officer, so we understand now that information is currency, mm-hmm. right? So by knowing that, even though this title didn't exist, say, five, 10 years ago, now we understand how important it is for our businesses to pivot into more of a virtual platform to learn how to adjust to the ed- education that people are now learning from. So now we have more of an a la carte interest in our education. So no one's really interested in going through the traditional way of learning, going to co- You know, it's just a big shift right now from going into college. So as a chief um, CIA, it's important now that I'm bringing on other entrepreneurs to teach their specific industries in a different and creative way. So we're adjusting to how the culture is interpreting education, if you will. So if you have an interest in real estate, get an expert in the industry from that. If you want to learn about trucking, get an expert in it. So we're kind of using and leveraging different people's skill sets to create an entire incubator for our youth. Gotcha. Well, let me ask you this though. So do you work for... Are you the CIO, CIO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. CIO of Rap Snacks or the foundation? The foundation. The foundation. So the foundation is my baby, yes. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so it's your goal to grow the foundation. The foundation's relationships. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. In terms of educating our youth. Absolutely. And gotcha. that's why the EYL podcast was so important to yeah. get them connected because we really want to get the message out about the brand and what, you know, amazing things that they have going on. Like, I'm mm. extremely proud of them. Like, the chip bag is literally the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. for all the things that they have going on. They have a summit coming up February 27th as well where really? we'll be talking to the youth. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, about, you know, different varieties of education similarly to what we just talked about. So real estate, wealth management, um, 
I think they're talking about agriculture. Like there's right. just a lot of different things that they have going on. So have you had the conversation about you being on the bag yet? Did you bring that up? You didn't bring that back up? So I haven't not right it back up. You know, you got to pay your dues. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You got to pay your dues for something like that. But if they ever want a special edition wise, uh, James, you know. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, so I wanted, I wanted to say, I was, you know, I do like the Dorito Dave joint, right? Okay. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it, and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon, we put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. The support is appreciated, okay? Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. And I'm like, uh, well, for one, a million people tag me like, yo, you should do rap snacks. They're black old. Okay. Because Doritos ain't black. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I do love Doritos, but uh, I, like just to, I don't know the company, but, mm-hmm. um, and it rhymes with Dave, Dorito yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dorito Dave, yeah. So... I'm so first off, you just gotta talk to James because he's super busy. Yeah. And when I was at the office, he's like, Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. James they, is the coolest person on the right, planet. Super like, cool. he's the coolest. But I got I am trying to reach out to him and so uh-huh. you but you my plug. So. Uh, look. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I don't I even like want any I don't want anything in terms of like a um a like money. Yeah. Cause I was like, yo, I you know they had all those boxes of rap snacks. I was like, yo, I'll buy a box. Just yeah. give me a box and yeah. I'm gonna make some videos. videos and you gonna like it. It's gonna be yeah. a dope way to get the information and the message behind the rap snacks out. Yes. I'm dope at this. You are dope at this. You are so you can call James after this. I'll call James. <laughs> okay, so how do you balance those? So mm-hmm. you're the chief information officer for uh, Rap Snacks, which mm-hmm. is an amazing company, which is, yes. I bet the network is awesome because oh, you get to is... like just hang out with Master P and James and Wise yeah. and tell it. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have your 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 brokerage, which you're mm-hmm. you're responsible for, not responsible, but kind of responsible for the yeah. success of 58, 59 mm-hmm. agents right now. How do you balance that? So you have to hire. So I have an executive assistant. For uh, which so, for Williams and Co. Williams, yeah. Gotcha. So Williams and Co. Um, I also have brought on an associate broker uh, who helps me, and then I have a leadership team. So I have agents who are top producing agents who basically help with the onboarding of new agents. So they essentially act as mentors to the new agents that mm-hmm. come on board. So that's why I have to really put checks and balances with regard to my growth because I really could be larger than what I am. But I try to grow based on how much I can handle because to me, I don't want the quality of my service to go down. Mm-hmm. So even every agent that I Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Interview I don't bring on. Mm. Because if it's not a right cultural fit, because I feel like you can train people in sales, but you can't train personalities. Give me an example of somebody who was like, nah, you're not a good fit. Um, I really, it was an agent who I interviewed who just really had a bad attitude, if that makes sense. It was like, came in with like this, like, okay, so what do y'all do? All right, so, well, I need this. And I, it's just like, no, 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 no. You have to come into it with an open mind, be trainable, be teachable. You know what I mean? Um, I've had an older agent who kind of talked to me like I was her child because mm-hmm. she's older. But, it, you know, and I, I haven't faced that too much, surprisingly, which is great because I have agents that are older than me on my team and it's all respect. It's all love. So I've kind of had those two instances for sure that just, you know, stick out to me. But I also just won't if I feel like they aren't, they don't have the juice. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something about the juice that, you know, you you can tell someone who's a brand new agent and they, they have a passion to win. But if you're a new agent, it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I got my license because my friend, you know, told me I should get it. Mm-hmm. And you know, no. So you're not in the babysitting? No, 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 no. No, not at all. Facilitating, training, coaching, yes. not babysitting. Not babysitting. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're, but so in terms of balancing it all, yes. So having that help if, right. to answer your question, yes, just having them to lean on. So the agent calls aren't super overwhelming because right. again, it's a volume game. So not every agent is producing per se. You know, some may have a few, some may have a lot. So the calls vary from day to day, gotcha. and because it's a virtual career. You know, it's not like I'm having to meet with them one-on-one. It's just a matter of picking up the phone and answering a question. You know, sending an email. You know, we also have online platforms that they can go into and, like, type in their questions. We have a company Facebook group where they can just have a quick question and other agents can answer. If they're like, hey, does anybody know, you know, the name of an inspector or something I can use for this situation? So we share a lot. And that's why community inside our brokerage is so important. And that's why I get a lot of agents who have been with the larger firms because they don't have that personal touch. They don't have that ability to communicate. It's like they interview with the broker at one time and then they never had a personal phone number. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just a sale. So Keller Williams, their setup is a corporate real estate brokerage. It's not, um, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just a it's corporate company. Yeah, yeah, it's not boutique. So gotcha. so do you have to spend a lot of time with the, a lot of time with the foundation? Um, I go to Miami once a month. So again, I can do things and log in virtually. Uh, so that's not super demanding. Obviously, it's going to pick up as I continue to build and establish that relationship. But again, I would just scale back with the hiring. I would just put a pause on it. You know what I mean? Um, but because, and I also have like online classes. So you scale back with on. the hiring? Yeah, I'll just hire less agents or not hire. Not but, okay, on. so why, mm-hmm. why that, that doesn't make sense to me because... The goal is to build your firm, right? So are you sacrificing the growth of the firm for the foundation? Correct. Or? I would, if it, so you're asking for balance. So if I felt like that was going to hinder me from going after this opportunity, mm. I would slow that part down. Mm. So sometimes, you know, when you focus on one thing, you know, this could be my next level of success. You know what I mean? So I'm okay with that. I've been a broker and I've been doing this for a while. So as I mentioned, you can, and I also can hire a qualifying broker. Mm. To, to take to my place. The, yeah. You. So it's not like I have to. So it's options. I can either make it smaller. I can hire and continue to grow. You know, I just pull the strings as I come across it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously really excited about this opportunity. Yes. 
yes, yes. What, yes. What's the vision? What's the vision for that? Because I don't, I don't see how. What, what is your vision on how it could grow and the potential? I mean, I think that it can be the largest brand in the world. Um, not just because the chips are so good, but like I said, it's the tip of the iceberg. They have a genuine passion for helping our culture. And I feel like anytime you build a company that at the core foundation is to help people, it can do nothing but grow. And because it's so unique and you can't really think of any other large brands that are in the grocery stores in the way that they are, because it's not just chips. They have rice, they have fish fry, they have Mm. noodles, they have, you know, we're literally taking over shelves in grocery stores. So this brand is so big, like the potential of it is so massive that, I mean, I know that it's going to require more of my time. And I've loved real estate. I've given this, you know, several years of my life. I've been doing it since 2012. So I'm I'm fine with growing to something else. Did P bring, Master P bring the bigness to the company? Um, He partnered with James. He did help with that, for sure. But, you know, he's leveraging a lot of the, you know, if you look at any chip bag, they're all different celebrities. So his reach is just insane. So right, James right. used to manage Meek Mill. So mm-hmm. he's already been in that space, you know, for a while. Yeah. So we just dropped little baby's chips. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see him. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's so, amazing. Mm-hmm. But so you're not on the side down. of the distribution Right, the not chips. the distribution. You're just uh-huh. gotcha, on the gotcha. foundation, okay. yeah, yeah. So what, and you mentioned, you alluded to a book. Is it out already? Which one? Did you, you said you, it's in your book. like Oh, my book. Yeah. Yes, my book is out. It's called From Broke to Broker. It can be found on my website. Denise That's all right. From Broke to From Broker. From Broke to Broker. That's yes. Hard. That's all right. <laughs> um, so what is your ultimate goal as a person, as an entrepreneur? Like, who is Denise who is in Denise? the future? In the future? So like five, 10 years from now? Yeah. Hold so, on. Don't answer that because that's oh. my last question. Let's oh, just do the this? question now. I do, the, I do the question all the time. Let me just ask you. So <laughs> okay. I like to make predictions on the podcast. Okay, and you're okay. the first person that's disrupting my order. I'm, okay? distru- I'm a disruptor. Normally, Listen. <laughs> normally it's the last question, but I got some more for you. Um, I like to make predictions on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to 10 years so that mm. we can look back at this video and say, yo, I had Denise on the podcast five years ago. You see what she's doing now? Mm-hmm. She said that five years ago. Oh, so that's dope. Five, that's a dope question. Ago, what do you see? Hmm. So I know we've all been on Google, right? Mm -hmm. We've we've typed things in, we've searched for whatever it is. Uh, And when you search that thing, you only look at what's on the first page, right? Mm -hmm. No one clicks page four, five, and six. So for me, where I see myself five, 10 years from now, when that Forbes list comes out, I don't want to be on page four, five, and six. I want to be on page one. Okay. So that's my goal. And in order to get there, I want to be a part of billion dollar conversations. Um, there are real estate transactions that are billion-dollar transactions. So I want to be in the rooms where commercial development is happening. I want to get into spaces where I'm building and growing mixed-use developments and things of that nature because that's really where the large checks come. You know, I'm no longer interested in really fighting anyone over selling a $400,000 house. It's no longer, you know, I mean, I'm grateful, you know, but... Ultimately, as far as projections, because deals like that are happening all the time. A lot of them don't happen on Instagram. And that's what people don't realize. So I'm working in and trying to network and build to get into those types of conversations. Mm. So... Mm -hmm. Is, are you a billionaire or like, what is it? Like, give me, I mean, give me some I mean not in 10 years. I, I don't like, think I'll, you know, be a billionaire in 10 years, but I want to get 
myself into rooms where they're talking about those types of deals, mm. those types of transactions, like billion-dollar transactions. Like, literally, if you think about the skyscrapers that are built, the stadiums mm. that are built, you know, why aren't we a part of, when, you know, when the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, why wasn't I the agent on that deal? Right. You know what I mean? So, working my way to getting to that type of conversation gotcha. is definitely a goal. Uh, personally, I want to have more babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hopefully, I'm happily married by just one. Just one? How old? Mm-hmm. It's 12. 12 so it's going to be a huge gap. 12? I know, I know, I know. I'm not even going to give you an age, but I <laughs> promise you I thought you was like 25. Keep it that way. Right? <laughs> Keep it that way. Keep that same energy. So you got a 12-year-old. I have a 12-year-old. You got, you got an amazing little boo right now. Yes, oh, man. yes, That's, yes. It's a nice situation. Shout out to Austin. I love you. Uh, we've been together three years now. Three years? Mm-hmm. Oh, since you started your brokerage. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. So you seem like a woman that is like, aggressive, uh-huh. going after the goal. Like, mm-hmm. I see it. I want it. I, yes. I got to have it. How does that play into your relationship? Um, it's a learning experience because, so he actually has partnered with my team as well. He's a licensed agent. Oh, nice. So uh, it took him a little while to come <laughs> come over. Obviously, as you can imagine, it's kind of that, that battle. Like, do I want her in my business like that? Do I not? You know what I mean? But he is such a team player. Like, he's such a team player. Like, he helps me with my ideas. It's so funny. We have an inside joke. It's like, all right, Denise, what's your big idea for this week? Like, you know, when he, when he got another big idea. Every time we get a little wow, money, you got right. a big idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so his, his support is incredible. But I've had to learn that, yeah, you know, when I'm in the boardroom, and outside of that, it's two different things. It's two different types of energies because I'm like rah, 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 super aggressive. And he's like my calmness. You know, he's very, very. So I've had to learn to like bring that down and tone that and meet him where he is so that I'm never making him feel like less of a man just because of my personality or my intensity. But I also feel like he holds his own and like you don't have to be rah, rah to make a statement known. Mm. Like it's almost like a child. He doesn't treat me like a child. But it's like, you know, with some parents, all you got to do is look at them mm. and they feel your energy. You be out here doing the most he I'll be doing the most and he'll just be like, and I'd be like, all right, you know, I'm like, oh, all right, I'm gonna just chill out just a little. You're going a little too hard, you know. Right. So he's a man of few words, but when he speaks, it's impactful, it's powerful, oh. you know. And so he he respects me, I respect him, and we work together. We collaborate on so many different ideas. He's right. like the smartest man I know. He's attending Yale University right now. Oh wow. Yeah. So we're doing the distance thing. Lord. So how does that how did that happen? How did y'all Connect. How do we connect? Yeah. Oh, so um, did you, you shoot your shot? You seem like the, <laughs> she seem like the type to shoot a shot. Like, hey, bro, call me Jordan, honey. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we just call, just call me MJ. No longer Denise. So yes, I did slide in the DM. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll so do it. it's funny because we actually we met in person first. Um, he was actually interviewing for the company I was an associate broker with. And so when he came in, I was like, okay, you come in, you join in the team. You know, and he didn't join. So I did my little follow-up, which I do with everybody who didn't, you know, join at that time, just to see what we could have changed, what we could have done differently, mm-hmm. whatever. And so he kept saying, well, you know, I have some deals to close out. I got deals to close out or whatever. Because I might have followed up with him a little bit more than I would have followed up with, you know what I'm saying, other people. I was like, dang, okay, so he's not coming over. So I just kind of forgot about it or whatever. Kept doing my thing. And then I don't know how we ended up following each other on social media, but one way or another, we did. And he made a post where he was, you know, training children at his church because his father is a pastor. Uh, So he was teaching children and I have a son. So, you know, I'm all about going at things a different way. You know what I mean? 
So I was like, no, okay. I mean, like, first off, I've never heard a woman with these tactics. This is normally the man. Like, oh, you, are you tutoring kids? I got a, I got a daughter. I got you can tutor my okay. Look, some women like to show their body. I'm going to show my mind. You know that. what I mean? So I, um, I was like, okay, cool. Like, Destin really needs to learn financial literacy too. Like, you know, you teaching what day? Wednesday? All right, cool. So I was like, you know, what's the cost for your classes? You know, I would love, I have a son. I would love for him to come in and hear you teach. He's like, it's free. Whatever, you can just, you can just bring them. I'm like, okay, bet. Well, my son ain't never been to none of one in the three years we've been dating maybe one <laughs> listen so oh you know we ended up going on a date like the next week I was actually supposed to go out of town and I so was, what happened to the class you was just like I was just like look I got what I want now you know so you took the son to the class no so we went you on a date. Went to the class. No, no, no. That was just in the DMs. Mm-hmm. We kept, con- we continued to talk mm-hmm. in the DM. And then we went on a date, maybe like, you know, a few mm-hmm. days or so later. We were supposed to go like the next week because I was going out of town, like two or three days after that. But I was like, nah, we could just meet like this. You week. need to apologize because you <laughs> used your child. Okay. <laughs> you really used your child as a pawn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really genuinely wanted him to go to the class. Uh, I did, I did. And um, so it's so funny. So yeah, we ended up going on a date and I've literally like, there has not been one day that I've not talked to this man. Like we've talked every single day since. And so, yeah, I mean, Destiny may not go to the class, but you know, they have a great relationship now. You know, that's That's, all that matters. That's so funny. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that's how that that came to be. So yeah. Yeah. Go after what you want. How did how did you develop this um, this go after what you want mentality? You know what I mean? Like, is that something that you've have you always been like that? Did something mm-hmm. in your life happen to where you developed this? No, I've always been ambitious, like from a child. Like, I've always wanted big things. I always wanted more. Like people, it's so funny. Like friends that know me from like school. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always call me extra before it was like a thing. Like, you're like, you're always doing the most. Extra. Always, I've been extra. Like, if I was going to do something, I had, if I was on the chilling team, I was the captain. Mm-hmm. If I was on the track team, I was the captain. If I, like, literally, no cap. Tell me so about, like, tell me about your really, parents. Did you go out with your parents? Yes, I did. Did they encourage this? My parents weren't really, no, not, not necessarily. So just like, innate. It's just innate. Like, you know, I, I really don't know exactly where I got my hustle from per se. Uh, I think just the environment. Like, I grew up with, you know, not a lot. Like, a lot of guests, you know, on your podcast grew up from not having a lot of uh, things. I didn't. But for me, that is what pushes me to, like, not ever feel that or experience that again. Mm. You know, so I grew up, I like to say, I come from the small island of Hinesville, Georgia. (laughs) Uh, But no, it's just a little country Country. town. Country, country town. Uh, so yeah, I don't come from much of anything. Even my move to Atlanta was really a step out on faith. Like I slept on my cousin's cousin's couch when I graduated college because I really just wanted something bigger. I've always just had that like bigger, 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 bigger uh, mentality. So I'm grateful, grateful mm. for it. Like I'm the fourth oldest of six, but I'm like the mama bear. Like they look at me like, you know what I'm saying? So it's just how I am. Amazing. Because Amazing. You know, like I, I, I try to like decode like where... Um, a person's personality comes from. Mm-hmm. And typically you could find it in their story, something, maybe yeah. some kind of dramatic thing happened where mm-hmm. you couldn't have something. You're like, yo, I feel like I deserve it. Yeah. But you can't really pinpoint it. It was just... Yeah, it's just kind of natural. I think it's a natural thing. Also, I mean, I did watch my parents work really, really hard. 
you know, to provide for six children. Yeah. That's, that's really tough back then, especially with the wages that they made and things right. like that. So um, I definitely want to get them some credit, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I, I'm just grateful for the personality that God yeah. gifted me with, you know. It just is what it is. Like, yeah. Okay. Let me let me ask you a question. We'll, we'll wrap up. Are you more focused on building your business mm-hmm. or building your personal brand? Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA, members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. At this point. At this point in time, um, that's a really good question because I feel like I started out really focused on building my business. So... I used to be very behind the scenes with Williams & Co. Like when I first started, because I was just like, no, I don't want to be the black girl on the, like, I don't know what to do with that, you know? Um, so I was really focused on just like the logo. But when I realized like nobody falls in love with the logo, no one's going to fall in love yeah. with stock images on your page. For sure. You have to give them personality. You have to give them something to know, like, and trust. And so when I realized that, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to flip the script. Because public speaking used to, like, not be my thing. Yeah. Like, you know how it takes you. I'm like, okay, so what? Are we going to have questions? You're like, right. I'm not telling you nothing. Like, right. just show up. Yeah, just like, show yeah. up. So, like, this is she's literally like, I just... my bio. Animal copy of my book. My do you want to check it out? Like, do you want to check it out? And like, then no. I walk in here. He's like, oh, by the way, I didn't read your bio. I didn't read your book. We're just going to talk. I'm like... <laughs> So, you know, um, I forgot the question. What were we saying? Just saying. Um, are you more focused on building oh, yeah, your yeah, business? My business brand? So when I realized like people, my business wasn't growing as much as I feel like it could have because it was so good and I did it so, you know, well that it wasn't until I made the switch to really focus on who is Denise. What kind of principles do you have? What kind of personality do you have? And so since I've been more active and, you know, posting more pictures and videos of who I am, it's attracted so much more, you know, so many more people to me. So I think like for small businesses, small business owners out there, when you are building a business, like you have to be you. You cannot hide from the camera. You can't hide from, you know, posting your pictures. Like I hear that so much. And I tell them, I'm like, do you either want to open your mouth and speak or do you want to remain broke? Like Mm. you have to talk to make money, especially in today's time. Mm. And especially in my industry, like if you want to make money in real estate, you have to get in front of that camera. Yeah. Like, sure. period. So, and that's, I think that's trickling over to every industry. Mm-hmm. So, once I decided to, like, you know, one person made the comment to me, and this is what got me over my fear of public speaking. It was, you know, the person in the front of the room makes the most money. Mm. And so I was like, but think about that. You're paying admission to come see someone speak, you're sitting in the chair, you're not really connecting, you're not making money. But when that person goes up there and they open their mouth, Everybody in the room is ready to pull out their checkbook to either buy your course, to buy your books, to buy your, you know, whatever it is that you have. Mm -hmm. So you're just there to, like, support them. But if you're never in that seat, you're just a consumer. You're not really, Mm. you know, you're not making a a big change in your personal life. So I was like, no, I'm going to start getting on stages. I'm going to start speaking. I'm going to start reaching out. Um, So even with you, I'm like, okay, he don't want to. All right. I'm going to give him a little time. He's going to warm up to me. I'm going to get on that podcast. Marquel, yeah. where you at? Right. <laughs> and this, yes, because I, I don't... Did you reach out to me directly at all? I did. And you left me on red. Well, I apologize. <laughs> Yo, I'm glad you said that. Yo, somebody somebody hit me today. And um, they was like... Uh, I guess I met him at... I met her mm-hmm. somewhere. And she's like, Yo, I want to get on your podcast and tell my story. 
And um, I think I might have left the room. Not intentionally. Not it's intentionally. Just, and I, 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 I don't hold, yeah, I don't messages. hold that kind of stuff. And that's another thing, people. Like, as you level up, like, you're going to get hit with so many things. Like, my DMs are starting to go crazy. Like, mm. to the point where I feel like I need to get a virtual assistant to, like, really respond to my it's personal stuff. It's going to get worse stuff. after this podcast, too. Right. Look, hit me up. I'm trying to blow. I'm trying to be Beyonce <laughs> real estate. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, I totally get it. Like, I understand. So, what do you do? You go at it another way. Like, I feel like that's going to be the caption on the, <laughs> the oh, words. Right, right, right. Like, go at it, go another, at it way. another way. But here's, so, here's what was crazy. So, she sent me a long message. Long message. Yeah. Now, so when somebody sends you a message like this. Yeah. Do you read it? You don't have time to read that whole have thing. You have to just, boom. It has to be something that sticks out. And when it I saw to, it, I got anxiety. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Or I'm doing something. the bio right then. Yeah. But, or I'm doing something and I'm like, all right, I, I'll, I'll read it. I'll get back to it. But yeah. obviously by that time, mm-hmm. I forget about it. And I also think that people have this, I guess, um, expectation that you owe them something. Like that right. they, that you, because you have this outlet, you should put me on. And it's like, no, what social proof do you have? Like, there has to be a win-win. I want people to watch my video. So that's why I'm very specific about who goes on my podcast. Yeah. Just because you're a nice person, that does not mean you get to sit in the chair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how to say that, though. Well, you, look. I'm so, like, say I'm, it like this. Hey, what is your social proof? How have you impacted the world? How, how have you impacted your community? Like, there needs to be specific things that you can leverage for your podcast because I'm here to help you grow too. Yeah. So just like, you know, you're help, here to help me grow, my network now is going to see you. Yeah. So we have to have some type of exchange. And if you can't present that, then you have to just level up a little bit more, not to say that, you know, or start at smaller levels. Yeah. Smart, you know, I've done podcasts where the person has 300 followers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like those podcasts were preparing me for the big stage. Sure. You know what I mean? I got had the shaky voice in those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I get to sit with you or EYL and things like that, it's a different kind of energy because I've I've practiced. Yeah, for sure. You know, sure. so do it do it that way. Yeah, man. No long messages, okay? And yeah. Then I was I was like, yo, for, and she's like, yo, you were you were much different when I met you in person. Oh, and now no, I, I feel like that. you're, I'm like, yo, first off, I get hundreds of DMs, DMs yeah. every day. Yeah. You're sending me a message. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at it from your perspective. This is what I, I text her. I said, yo, it's very unfair. Yeah, it is. I'm supposed to reply to you, but like I got uh, mad people. Then she's like, I'm sorry. Then I just unfollowed her. And, yeah. yeah. That was it. But um, yes. I want to say this was, uh, I'm, I'm inspired to like go build. I don't think I've been dreaming big enough. That's surprising to come from you. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You are super ambitious. I am. I would even, I would never even think to be running my own business mm-hmm. and then say, yo, I'm gonna take over another industry in that business too. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know if I'm You have that... to be bold. You have to be bold to get the billions. That's how I feel. You gotta be bold. That's yeah, a bar. you have that's to. A that's a bar. I'm gonna still <laughs> put that on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm posting yeah. on the ground. Um, you have to. But nah, this this is uh, very, very cool. It's like, you're super impressive as well. Thank you. Like the number one female-owned real estate brokerage in Atlanta. And that's yes. huge. Yes, yes. And one Wakanda. of the youngest in the nation. Like if you really just look at the scale of brokers, you don't really become a broker when you're young. Like I became a broker at 27. People don't do that. Mm. Normally you're in the industry, you know, late 30s, 40s, 50s, and you decide to get a broker or you buy a franchise. So, you know... Really, really just trying to break and disrupt some of this, you know, the status quo. 
freaking disruptor, man. Look, I got I got to do a, I got I got to do an interview real. I got to do a um uh what's it called? A commercial real quick, okay? Okay. Um but I need you to think of something really deep so you can close this out. You got to okay. put a bow on this whole interview. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Think of something deep, strong, okay? Deep, deep, now, deep, I'm going to do this commercial real quick okay. and uh, I'm going to come back to you. Okay. You got to have it. Okay. All right, cool. So um this episode is sponsored as always, by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com. Themorningmeetup.com is the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single day, Monday through Friday. Denise, did you know that mm-hmm. there's a group of people, hundreds of entrepreneurs gather on a Zoom call every morning at 8 a.m.? And there's a theme for the month, but every week, I'll put out a flyer of the topics and the themes that support the month theme. And every day, we support the monthly. So, for instance, um, this this month, last month, we did um, uh, uh, the millionaire mindset. Mm-hmm. So, every topic, we were talking about developing this millionaire mindset. And I brought on about 13 millionaires. Oh, nice. And I interviewed them so we can identify what's going on up here and how they think. They think much differently. Wow. Their conversations uh-huh. are different, right? Uh-huh. So um, this month, we're on human behavior, actually. Nice. Um, I don't know what next month will be, but every month we have a different theme. So we gather every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I'm on the call every day. And I'm coaching entrepreneurs from all across the country. Awesome. Isn't that amazing? That is so, so awesome. So dope. Y'all make sure y'all check that out. I'll yeah. have to check that out. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yo, we have mm-hmm. literally, uh, we have millionaires, multimillionaires that join it for the community because there's mm-hmm. like, Hundreds of entrepreneurs yeah, here. So absolutely. make sure you go to themorningmeetup.com. I'm going to do something very special for you. You don't need a promo code or anything. But if you go to themorningmeetup.com, you get to join for $1 for a week. Taste mm-hmm. test us just to see if it's dope or not. Mm-hmm. If you like the vibe, stay. If you don't, you don't have to stay. It is $79 a month after that. But you get a call every single day, Monday through Friday. It's really 20 conference calls. Wow. 20. That's awesome. It's like tw- it's like it's really put on a conference every week. So, you love them conferences. I love them. I love them. That's why we probably you probably need some help with the rap stuff. Absolutely. I got on. you. Look, you we already know. I got you. You back. already know. So go to themorningmeetup.com and enroll right now for $1. Okay. Now, Denise, thank you mm-hmm. so much. Thank you so much. We got some business to handle. We do. Though. For sure, yeah, for sure. After we cut these cameras off, there's a lot we need to talk about. Absolutely. I'm with it. I'm with it. Because I so, feel like if I talk to you right, if it, it got something to do with a bag and it's really ambitious, <laughs> the least is with it. I'm on it. Let's go. All right. So please let the people know how they can get in touch with you. Yes. So you can check me out on all social media platforms at Denise the Broker. Um, so that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and then also my website, uh, denisethebroker.com. Um, and my company is at Williams & Co. Realty and then Williams & Co. International Realty.com. Good. So... All right. All right. Well, look, man, you got to close this out. You got to take us okay. home. This got to right. be something that people are going to remember. They there's a, remember. There's a young... The pressure. Oh, yeah. There's a young brown girl that thinks she's too young, mm-hmm. not pretty enough, not mm-hmm. smart enough, mm-hmm. doesn't come from a good background, or somebody's just in a real tough spot. So mm-hmm. what would you tell them? Um, what I would tell them is being you is your superpower. Mm. You know, never try to be someone else. And in the spirit of being me, one of my favorite things to do is to surprise people and also to give gifts. So, David, I have a gift for you. You have a gift for me? I have a gift for you. Because one of the things that I noticed on all the episodes is that you've given so many people opportunities to leverage your platform. And I've never seen anyone give you a gift. Oh. So, you wait one second. I I get a gift. She's going to grab me a gift. This is amazing. 
Oh, there you go, David. Thank you for this thank opportunity. You. So, can I open it on camera? You can open it on camera. Okay, let's see what we got here. Let's see what we got here. Okay, <laughs> Raz Snacks. Okay, I'm eating these right after the show. Let's see. There's some more stuff in here. Oh, get a signed copy broke of to, my book. I got a signed copy. Listen, go get this book from Broke to Broker. How to yes. Turn Your Pain, Pitfalls, and Poverty Mindset into Profit, Power, and Prosperity. Ooh. Yes, yes. I like that. Yes, I yes, like yes. There's more in here, though. Yes. Hold on. We got some. And so I also noticed that you wear a t-shirt or a hoodie on every single podcast. So why not? You know what I mean? When why? One of those days when you just need to throw something on, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love, yo, here's the thing. I've been looking at your sweatshirt. I'm like, yo, I had to get the gold in there. That is hard. <laughs> I love it. You yes. are you are a class act. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I wanted to say thank you. And so when it comes to being profound or standing out or being different, I always appreciate those that help you get to where you are. So I will forever be grateful uh, for the day I met you and also for this opportunity to allow me to be on your podcast today. Wow. Man, oh, look, yeah. do me a favor, man. Y'all got to go follow me, okay? <laughs> that was... It, it, I'm, I'm really emotional right now. <laughs> Everybody just look at the platform. They like, yo, I just want to be on. And they do their uh, thing yeah, and they leave. They do, they I leave. feel like I get hoed out a little bit. Like, <laughs> I just leave. No, I, I can't. Go. Exactly. I literally, I scrolled. I'm scrolled. I'm so scrolled. I'm, I haven't seen a handshake, a hug, or, you know, <laughs> anything. And so that's something that I genuinely love to do is Thank to you. just really show appreciation Thank through you. gifts. I think that's my love language. So I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. At least you are awesome. Couldn't get too fancy. You married. I don't want her look. Don't have that. Don't have her back. <laughs> she good. Well, you already talked about Oh, baby, so we are, we and good. congratulations on the baby. Thank you so much. Yes, yes. She's so. coming. She's coming. So, so, um, awesome. so absolutely. So thank you so much. You're okay. welcome. You're Listen, welcome. Listen, do me a favor, y'all. Go follow Denise, right? And if you are you are a broker, I mean, if you're an agent in the city, check her out. Um, if you're serious about your business, you want to be a part of the culture, I definitely yes. recommend it. If I was an agent, I promise you I would hang my license with you right now. <laughs> um, so listen, do me a favor, y'all. Go get some social proof, meaning go build something and then show your community how you built it. Okay, mm -hmm. that's the only way our community grows. Okay, Absolutely. so we are out of here. I'll see y'all next episode. Peace. Peace. David Shantz presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shans himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive 
exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.